monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan. Some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello and welcome back to the Bride of the Creature. What? What'd you do? I just put my pop on my white... What, they're not white, but my popcorn Lululemon pants. Oh, no. Do you know why I call them popcorn? Why? Because they look all fuzzy like the popcorn channel. Do you remember when you were a kid? What the hell is the popcorn channel? It's all fuzzy. That's not... You mean like when you're just like a snowy screen? Static, yeah. You called that the popcorn channel? Yep. So no, these are my popcorn pants. I, I, look, I understand why you're... Hello and welcome back to the Bride of the Creature podcast with me, the creature, Joey G. And joining me as always, the cutest and strangest podcaster in town, the bride, Nicole... Hello. How are you, love? I'm good. How are you? Apart from the pants, I'm fine. I mean, I'm still a little bit under the weather, but I've I've recovered quite a bit. I think I actually missed my pants and got it on my hand instead. Yeah, I'm not ready to move on from the popcorn channel yet. Wait, where did you? I just thought. Did that, you make that up? Yeah. When? I thought that other people called it that too, though. No, no one ever. Because, um, when popcorn pops, it's like. <laughs> And then it's like I know what popcorn. It doesn't go like it goes pop. That's why it's called popcorn. No, it makes more of a gurgling noise. (laughs) A gurgling noise. Yep. Are you looking this up? No, I'm looking up my favorite um, description of static. There's a the opening line of the novel Neuromancer is he says the sky above the port was the color of television tuned to a dead channel. Cool, eh? I like the popcorn channel. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're a strange girl. But, you're cute as hell. <laughs> anyway, not to reduce you to your looks, because you're so much more than a pretty face. Not even that, but thank oh, you. Oh, honey, don't be so hard on yourself. You're beautiful, and I love you. Anyway, um, <laughs> and if you ever got abducted and murdered by LSD lizard <gasps> biker monsters, I would Spoiler. avenge you. Are about- people even surprised that we spoil things anymore? No, I mean, I always say, hey, spoiler warning, but yeah, if you're listening to this show for the first time, A, welcome. Please sit comfortably and join us on this fun journey, and B, we tend to spoil some so things. So watch the movie first, dumb shits. Okay. Maybe don't insult the audience. Sorry. We're lucky to have them. Apologies all around. All around, yes. So, uh, as we alluded to, we watched a little film this year. A 2018 release, one of the very few 2018 releases I've seen this year. Oh my god, I just touched your elbows. Okay, and considerably better than the last 2018. Yes, I have dry elbows. Can we move on? Next time I sit next to you, Joey and I are recording in a new location in our house. Very exciting. Yeah, maybe it sounds better too. We're not sure. Let us know. Yeah, we're, let us know. We're, uh, we're recording in the basement where I stream the video games. Yes. And if you would like to see the video games, you can visit me at thevideogames.ca. So we are... Can you believe that I got that URL? Thevideogames.ca. No, I, I can't. Well, I did. <laughs> I own it. If you go to thevideogames.ca, it redirects to my Twitch page. Cool. Yeah, it is cool. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. We watched Mandy, directed by Panos Cosmatos. I probably mispronounced that, but he's uh, apparently he's Italian-Canadian. I had seen his first film, Beyond the Black Rainbow, and it was also quite cool. But anyway, the point is we watched the film Mandy. We're going to talk about it. I don't know how uh, 
we're going to play the trailer anyway, even though it's silly that we do that. I don't remember how much dialogue is in this trailer. There isn't a ton in the movie. So, I don't know, maybe this will be a waste of your time to listen to. But you know what? You made your bed, now lie in it. But you just told me to be nice. I'm being just firm. Firm but fair. Ugh. This is unprecedented. In the break, Nicole asked to watch the trailer. This is episode 79. You have never done that before. Have I not? You have never once shown any interest in this <laughs> podcast, let alone the trailer. I have been interested <laughs> in this podcast. What but are no, you this is the first about? time you've ever wanted to watch the trailer. Well, this is the first time I'm also on the same side of the computer as you, so it's easy just to watch it. I'm incredible. Is that really <laughs> why? I don't because I mean like it's not that I could turn the laptop screen when we used to record in the kitchen. Well, maybe I'm trying to be a better podcaster. Good. You That's notice good. I have a notebook? I with mean, me? honestly, what better time to start than episode seventy nine? Okay, to be fair, we were like what, twenty six when we started this podcast? And you've matured so much in those I have. I'm old. Chunk You're of old. Cold Just now. a little chunk. You said chunk of cold. Coal. It's a chunk of coal. Yeah, I, but you I said, said chunk cold. of cold. No, you said chunk of cold. No, no, I did not. You absolutely did. You maybe you heard cold. Because that's what you said. What, what do I hear with an accent? I think maybe. You're... People always think you have an accent. 
Maybe that's what you're hearing is my <laughs> your non-accent. The best thing about Nicole is that she doesn't have an accent. She just kind of talks fucky, but that's and that's fine. There's nothing, you know, that's fine. It, I which like is the it's way fine I nowadays. Talk. I love it. I love the way you talk. But some she gets awkward when people ask her where her accent is from because she feels embarrassed when she says I don't have one because that person feels stupid. So now I just tell people I have an accent. Which is way worse. You just lie to them. It's like yeah, London or something, and then they're like oh, like why do you do this? It, it makes me so, so uncomfortable. No, it's more uncomfortable to be like I'm from Canada, and then they say. Well, where are your parents from? And I say, Canada. And then they're like, your grandparents? And I'm like, Canada. Well, those people are dumb then, because you don't like... Even if you're my grandparents were from Sweden, why would I have a Swedish accent? Because they helped raise me? No. It does take a village, but that isn't the... <laughs> but it does. It takes a village to raise a child, especially one who talks as fucky as you. <laughs> Stop saying I talk fucky. I love your voice. Well, you, you better. I do. Don't knock off your glass. I'm not going to. Well, you're you're gesticulating a lot, and I don't want to knock anything down. I got wires and shit all over the place in here. Oh, yeah, I can see why you'd be worried. Yeah, I'm not being a jerk. Put it up here if you want. I'll move this. Thank you. Anyway, we watched the trailer, and I was reminded again just how fucking rad this movie is. Yeah, we had to watch it in two goes, though. We did. It was two uh, two hours exactly. It's exactly a two-hour movie, and, and we exactly made it through the the first hour. The first night. I was expecting to like be bagged and I could have finished it, but you were tired. I was falling asleep, even though I was really enjoying it. Yeah. And then it was interesting that we watched it in two parts like that because the movie is very distinct in the first half, yeah. part one. It was and actually a part two. It was actually a very good way to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> like if you were going to stop in the middle of Mandy, the exact halfway point is, is a very good place to do it. Uh, but anyway, let's get into the nitty gritty. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Let's get this show on the road. Explain. That is the lyrics Explain to away, Joey. I'm going to. Thank you, Nicole. So Mandy is a psychedelic action horror film directed by Panos Cosmatos. Uh, it, it, okay, the plot is pretty simple yet crazy. It takes place near the Shadow Mountains in 1983. Cool. Uh, Nicholas Cage lives with his girlfriend, who is an artist named Mandy. They live in a cabin by the lake. He's a logger. It's not just Nicholas Cage. He's, his he's name not, is Red, but it's... not just playing Nick Cage. You know what? Yes, he is. <laughs> and it's the best. Uh, she, Mandy's a cashier at a gas station and an artist. She makes cool fantasy art that you would uh, put on the side of the van. This entire movie feels like it could have been projected on the side of a van, and I mean that as a compliment. I mean that in the best way. This entire movie lives in the dimension that is the side of a van in the 80s. Um, I have more to say about that, but I'll, okay. I'll get back to that. Cool. Uh, so anyway, um, also in said Shadow Mountain Valley, there is a weird hippie cult who call themselves the Children of the New Dawn, led by Jeremiah, and he is a, you know, your Charles Manson type. In fact, he's very Charles Manson. Very, much very, so. very, very Charles Manson. His hair was like exactly like Charles Manson. He's a failed musician, etc., etc. Uh, but anyway, he sees Mandy and he wants her, so they he sends his his cult. Well, it's not just he wants her; like he sees her as some sort of symbol. That he she will complete him somehow. Yeah, I kind of thought that was bullshit. I think he just wanted to fuck her because I think all of his stuff is like very surface level and bullshit. Like he doesn't buy into any of his own stuff. No, their stuff was actually true. It was actually happening. Well, kind of. I don't think that the things that were happening had anything to do with his crazy cult. It just happens to take place in a world where there is magic, weird shit, and like lizard bikers of the apocalypse. Because I, I took I, it as like 
this cult, he's the cult leader, and their shit is real. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a coincidence, though, because I don't actually think that he believed in, in, like, what he was saying about him being, like... Why do you think that? Well, because of how quickly he drops it and offers to suck Nicolas Cage's dick. Because, and, like, when they bring him into the the thing uh, to do their big sacrament, and it's not until she's like, no, I'm not going to fuck you, and laughs at his dick that he gets mad. Like, to him, I think it was all basically about just getting his rocks off with this lady he thought was hot. I don't... As most cult leaders do. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that all of his cult members completely buy into it. But I... And, like, you're right that this takes place in a world where weird shit exists. But I don't believe that he has anything to do with it. I think Maybe. he's, you know, like most cult leaders, exploiting people. Uh, and really, he's just trying to get his dick wet. Which is a horrible phrase. But could I've be, used it. It could be both. Yeah. But also, like, but if, if his stuff was true, then theoretically Nicolas Cage shouldn't have been able to defeat him as easily as he does because he's, like, God's chosen one, right? But he's really not. Because he basically is saying that, like, God told him he could take anything he wanted, etc., right? That was his whole, like, his whole message appears to be God told me I can do whatever I want. He doesn't really have much more, much deeper than that, you know? When yeah. it gets down to his personal philosophy, it's like, no, I can do whatever I want. And what I want to do is play really crappy psychedelic folk music and have sex with Mandy. And really, don't we all? N- no. Well, not Mandy. But I wouldn't mind writing some psychedelic folk music. Is that... <laughs> okay. Yeah, I felt that this movie was a real, like, apparition... Apparition. Uh, what's the word? Affirmation of my of my goals. <laughs> anyway, the point is, uh, they kidnap Mandy, and she rejects him in Lassiter's. They also give him this, like, cr- give her this crazy LSD from a bug's butt. Oh, yeah, they inject it in her neck. Yeah. And also, there's a demonic biker gang. It's like sort of like a cross between Hellraiser and, like, the that biker from the, of the apocalypse from Raising Arizona. Also kind of David Lynchy. Yeah, like, throughout it, like, my first joke that I said to you was that this movie is kind of like if David Lynch was fucking metal, which is, like, you know, a cute little pithy thing to say, but ultimately all those sort of, like, it's like this, it's like this, to me, at the end, I kind of felt like, yeah, none of those things really sum up this movie. This movie is like itself. Totally. It's kind of like how David Lynch isn't like anybody, excuse me, and it's uh, <laughs> the Pepsi, and uh, Mandy, or Panos Cosmatos, is really not like anybody. Like, sure, sure, there's, like, Lynchian type things. Yeah. But it felt very much like it was its own thing. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, I don't think this was derivative of anything other than Vans. It didn't have that 80s feel yeah. to it. And she wore a lot of, like, heavy metal t-shirts mm-hmm. from the Arab, Sabbath, yeah. Motley Crue. There was, I guess there was more, like, visual flourishes that were um, reminiscent of other things like there's a couple of short short animated sequences that are very much in the style of heavy metal yeah the the movie and magazine of the yeah, yeah. totally metal Irland. yeah i was gonna say the whole second half yeah feels like heavy metal to me totally in a very good way <laughs> uh so anyway the she laughs at his dick and they kill her horribly while they make nicholas cage watch so they put her in a a bag a sleeping bag, hang her upside down, and torch it. Yeah, they torch it. They torch, they torch that bag. Which is kind of, um, was kind of foreshadowed a little bit. Was it? When she, yeah, when, so Mandy is telling Red, Nicholas Cage, 
early early on in the film she confesses to him this thing that happened to her in her childhood oh yeah where her dad she's playing with her friends and her dad brought over a bag and in the bag something was moving she could tell <coughs> and it was these baby birds yeah baby starlings and he said i'm going to teach you how to kill them and they all took turns squishing them something stomping on them stomp- yeah, basically and, killing them and mandy said that she didn't participate but she watched for a little while and then ran off crying yeah, and he has to watch them torture. That's right. Yeah. Oh, I never picked up on that at all. I'm so smart. Yeah, that was cool. SMRT. Yeah. So they leave, basically, after yeah after, Ju- after Julian. After Jeremiah plays her his crappy music and tells her that God said he could have sex with her. She laughs at his dick. They burn her alive. And um, Nicolas Cage, you know, passes out from pain because he stabs him with this, like, crazy, uh, like, magic sword thing. <laughs> Like, what's, what's does, fun about looks, this movie? It looks like a magic sword. Like, there is, like, magical artifacts and shit, and literal, like, demonic biker gangs that look like Hellraiser lizard men of the apocalypse. It's kind of rad. And there's no explanation for it. It's just like, you yeah, know, that's just the world this takes place in. It's our world, but it's also the world of, you know, 80s French comics. Yeah, that's why I thought the whole cult thing was real, because all these things were really happening. Like, they play that... that instrument that summons the biker that gang. summons yeah. the biker gang and that's true so i just assumed that everything else they were saying was true i don't know yeah i mean maybe i just think that his actual philosophy was pretty surface level and he was sort of just like exploiting the fact that this world existed and maybe. you know doing his own thing maybe but yeah anyway so the, the second half of the movie is basically just nicholas cage going to uh get some revenge and kill all these cult people that's pretty cool <laughs> In, in the most, yeah, so plot-wise, it's pretty basic. It's creates, your standard revenge film. He creates this, like, axe. Yeah. That if you just picture <laughs> so an axe cool. from heavy metal, it's <laughs> so cool. super shiny. <laughs> it was so cool. And he has a crossbow that he gets from his cool friend. His crossbow is named the Reaper. So he goes to see his friend Carruthers, <laughs> who gives him, you know, a little bit more... Um, uh, Ammo and weapons. Ammo and, like, a little bit of uh, plot dump, you know, a little bit of exposition about what's going on, about oh, who some of these people are and all that kind of stuff. The biker gang, it doesn't really matter, actually. No, not really. It's just cool. And then uh, Nicolas Cage, you know, goes full-on, full cage. Like, I can think of very few movies that utilize the full cage better than this. <laughs> this movie was very clearly like, Nicolas Cage is rad. We should let him cage the fuck out for two hours. And he does. In the best way possible. When he's first, like, grieving for her and crying, like, sobbing, crying. That's totally... fucking hippie cult. Pure evil, man. And just, like, he all the... not say that. Well, he didn't say man, but you know what I mean. It was just... Oh, it was so fucking great. And then he just... He hunts down the rest of the cult members, one at a time, and has rad fight scenes with them, including a sword fight with chainsaws. I, like, really liked, and you said you didn't like, when he, um... Let that one girl go from the cult. I forget her name. Oh, but yeah. But he, she, he could tell that she was um, just as much of a victim as he was in the cult. Um, the guy makes her put a gun to her head and pull the trigger. He, like, kind of Russian roulettes it. Yeah, to show her devotion to and him. And he can tell that she's just as much of a victim. So she's the only one he lets go. And I really liked that, but you I didn't. I forgot that he makes... That Nicolas Cage knew of the Russian roulette scene. Did he? He did it right I, in Yeah, I her. totally forgot that. That makes more sense. He's like, this is... Right. He's like, you think you know what true what, love is? Yeah, exactly, This is right. true love. And he makes her do this thing. I had, When I had said I wasn't... I wish he had, she had, he had killed her too, I had forgotten that he had seen that part. 
Oh. That makes more sense now. Yeah. Okay, I'm fine with it. <laughs> At the time, I was just kind of like, yeah, but she's a mean cult lady, too. I think Kill you were just too. like, it's so cool that he's killing everybody. <laughs> I like a revenge movie, and he killed people in rad metal ways. <laughs> Uh, so I, I really felt like oh is there more? there's no there's nothing else we need to talk about plot wise it's okay. just he gets revenge and it's rad so when we were talking about part one and part two basically mm-hmm. um and i i kind of saw a lot in part one um a lot of references to um a lot of famous artists in history oh really um even like the like Leonardo da vinci like really high art famous paintings Ooh. and the way he did the light was like chiaroscuro like caravaggio i noticed and it and then the second half was like and i, I hate to use the word like commercial art or low art but pulp it was more it was totally, totally became pulpy so i saw yeah, this well, sort like of the book cover that she's reading which yeah. is like a total pulp novel yeah so i totally saw this this shift in the art and it's like kind of like a versus or not even a versus it just was it was juxtaposition yeah it was a very clear juxtaposition that he was drawing yeah, that makes sense because the first half too is also very like languid and slow and like more creepy than anything, and then the second half is just balls out violence, but like rad violence. And the first half is kind of slow. Yeah. And and it does and every paint every frame looks like a painting. Oh yeah, like first and foremost, the number one thing about this movie, and also I can tell you of his other film, is that this is this is a visual ass filmmaker. Like as as you maybe have gotten from our description of the plot, it's not a plot movie. Like I'm actually surprised there was a plot because the first half was just this sweet little relationship between Mandy and her and Red yeah. and and. The and cult the, came in a little bit, but not. There was too that great much. scene of him like when he first meet the cult when he's like laying in the the room talking to the old lady, yeah, whose head gets thrown at one point, which was fucking awesome. <laughs> like yeah, like this movie is so interesting and in that like there's so many beautiful things and it's so like every second of it feels very carefully considered and like every inch of every frame is there for a reason. And yet, it's also fucking rad, in the in the truest sense of the word, rad. Well, like even in the first half, when you're getting to know Mandy, the way they make her eyes look, like I don't know if it's with CGI or how they do it, but they make her eyes, her very very dark. The pupils oh, and yeah. iris is very very big, and so we, when the cult leader sees her and like wants her, you can kind of see why she's just very unique looking yeah. and striking. With bug eyes. Yeah. No, not you're reducing what I'm saying. Sort of the bug eyes thing. Uh, yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, for sure, 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 for sure, for sure. <laughs> totally, totally. Um, uh, oh, and yeah. another thing I liked was um, it was all they almost like had chapters, and it, I don't know what the text was, but the text looked like those pulp books. Yeah, it was like a, the the title Different cards types. were like. Across between like pulp title fonts and like black metal album cover fonts. Totally. Like the word Mandy is very like, oh yeah, I can kind of see the word goat whore in there or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> There's a band called Goat Whore. I didn't make that up. Really? Yeah. I was just thinking that's an awesome name for a metal band. Well, they exist. <laughs> kind of like if you'll forgive the use of the C word, there is that band called Anal Cunt, which is a <laughs> terrible name, but like it fits that band. They have an album. I think it's not an album or a song called We Will Go Back in Time to Vote for Hitler. I wanted, me and my friends in high school wanted to make a band 
called um, Catch with my friend Keely. So she'd be the lead singer, and it would be Keely and the Cuntheads. Catch. No, I get it. Yeah. Was the fact that none of you have any musical ability what stopped you? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. All I can say is thank God that none of you had any musical ability because I would have had to go to a bunch of cat shows. You would have been our number one fan. No, I would have been your most begrudging fan who was very much in love with the bass player, whatever the fuck you'd have been. I would have been the bass player. Yeah, it's always the bass player who gets shit on because I can't play. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know how to play anything. You can play the bass. Um, I can play the bass. So, since... Okay, the moment that she gets killed, mm. for the whole entire rest of the movie, this question was in my head, mm. and I asked you after what you thought. You did. Um, if that qualifies as the, as the woman in the refrigerator. And I said, yeah, but... Do we need to explain what that is? I or? don't know. I mean, it's the, the process of killing a female character so that her death can be the impetus for the character growth of another character basically right yeah yeah so i mean yes her death is kind of a plot device but the entire movie is a revenge movie so i was kind of like yes it is but i don't know that it matters necessarily See, in this and movie I, I actually didn't know because i've seen other movies where i've been clearly like yes this is that trope but this one i just and i still don't really know where mm -hmm. i land on it because his character didn't really grow. It's true. There is no character arc for anyone in he this movie. He just died. Or she just died and he just killed... He just went on a revenge yeah. killing spree. So it was more... For me, it felt like more like a primal thing. I don't yeah. really know how to describe what I'm thinking very well. It's a good thing we have a podcast. Yeah. I think it's sort of like... Yes, it's a plot device, but again, there's not much plot. It's all about the visuals and the mood and the feeling and the sound and the visuals. So it's kind of like... I mean, yes, she does, but just because something is a trope doesn't necessarily mean it's problematic in every case. Like, this movie is literally about a guy fighting metal demons because they killed his girlfriend. Yeah. But to say that makes it sound a hell of a lot dumber and simpler than it actually is. And they do make do a good job of making you, like, care about her. Yeah, she's actually a character for sure. You know, and... and, and but I don't know that... Stop, the woman in the refrigerator has to necessarily mean that she's not even a character. Like, if she's just a prop, then it's it's almost like who gives it. It's kind of like, well, whatever. But she was an actual character that gets, yeah. you know, screen time and matters and is important. And she has agency and is pretty kick-ass at herself as well. Like, the scene where she just, like, points and laughs at the cult leader's dick is great. And you're just like, fuck yeah, Mandy, you rock. It's too bad that they're going to murder you horribly for that. But yeah, fuck that guy and his little dick and his bad music. I was surprised that they killed her. They killed Mandy? Yeah. I thought that maybe it was like... What, was it going to be a rescue situation? I, I thought maybe they tricked him. I thought maybe it was like a deer or something uh -huh. else in the bag that they torched. Oh, and he'd get there and she'd be there? Yeah, that's what oh. I kind of thought. I might have thought that if he hadn't like looked at her skull that turned to ash, remember? Well, it was a human was a skull. Person. I, yeah, yeah, you're right. That hadn't Maybe occurred it was the to me, last but sure. Girl that he was <laughs> exactly, yeah. That laughed, laughed at his dick. dick. <laughs> ah, <here. laughs> yeah. So the moral of the story, people, is don't laugh at crazy cult guys' dicks, even if they are silly and funny. No. Because they might put you in a bag and set you on fire. And frankly, I'm not in good enough shape to craft an axe and kill lizard biker demons. It's okay. I'll laugh at all the dicks. I mean, you do laugh at at least one. <laughs> That's not true, and. Shush. <laughs> uh, you don't laugh, you cry. <laughs> Look at it. Oh, man. What a bummer. Yeah, I don't want to talk about your dick. 
I was not dicks in general. Oh, you did. You brought up your dick, dick specifically. I kind of brought my dick up sort of vaguely. It wasn't super specific. It was, it was, it was implied. You have now made it obvious and explicit. <laughs> we have to put an explicit tag on this podcast now. Thanks, Nicole. Last week it was hamsters and butts. This week's it's dicks. This week's... Laughing di- at dicks. Laughing at dicks with Joey and Nicole. Ah, <laughs> uh, boy. What a good movie. I did like it. So you did I good this it. month. You picked two movies that I really liked. Yeah, I'm a baller. I picked three in a row good ones, even though Beetlejuice counts as your three pick. Three in a row good ones? Are you happy with that sentence? Not really, but you didn't have to draw attention to it. They all can't all be zingers. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that was fun. Was oh, we good... were going to announce the next Did movie. Did you pick it? No. Well, then how are we supposed to do that? Let's wrap up Mandy first. Mandy was rad. I cannot recommend you see it highly enough. Not happy with that sentence either. <laughs> you need to see it. It's a very good movie. I liked it too. You should watch it. In the dark on a big screen with loud sound. The soundtrack's good too. Yeah, Bender whined a lot at this that movie. fucking dog. That fucking dog, he, man. He doesn't like horror movies. He's scared. Fuck that dog. I, I feel, love that dog, feel... but fuck him. That was so annoying. I was mad as a hornet. I know you were. I mean, I'm sitting here trying to watch a movie. Alright, so we'll post this one and then <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram, I'm going to be making a new Instagram account just for this podcast so that it can be available to the public because my personal one is private. Yeah, I realized after you are like, I'll advertise our show on my Instagram. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, and I went, wait a Five people. She has like a, yeah. No, I have more than that. Oh, I know you're very popular. <laughs> I follow you. Anyway, then I'll post what movie we're going to do next. We also have a Twitter feed. I think it's at Bride of the Creature. Yeah, that's Joey's deal. I don't do Twitter. All I do, only time it ever gets any action is when I post a new episode. I put it there as well. Oh, do you? Good yep. for you. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, I was just trying to... Oh. What are you doing? I was trying to see if I could find the, the exact... Twitter. Oh. God almighty. I just yeah, it's wondering. at Bride of... It's actually at Bride of Creature, not Bride of the Creature. It's just Bride just, of Creature. Yeah. Also, maybe I'll post it on the website at brideofthecreature.com. Sounds good. So when we pick it, you'll know. But it'll be coming out the final Friday of December. Yeah. And uh, hopefully there'll be a mid-month bonus episode as well, as there was this month. But it depends entirely upon scheduling and, and whether or not Nicole wants sleeping. to spend time with me. And the children are sleeping, and whether or not I'm streaming the video games over at thevideogames.ca. Doing art. Sometimes maybe you might see me on your in video game channel. Yeah. My, my art studio is in the is background. behind me. It's just full of beer bottles and wine bottles. Like any good art studio. <laughs> and my streaming laboratory is filled with Lysol wipes and Diet Pepsi cans. Gross, Joey. not filled with. I have some. Why is that gross? What are you doing with Lysol wipes and Diet Pop cans? What could you be doing Okay, I was wiping surfaces that were dusty with the Lysol wipes, and I was drinking the Diet Pepsi cans. You said it like they were combined somehow. No, I just mentioned two things. Were the wine bottles and beer bottles combined somehow? Do you pour them into each other and knock it back? I don't. Bind. Beer wine. (laughs) It's going to be big. (laughs) Tell your friends. Okay. Okay, well then. And we didn't have to talk about hamsters this week. But you still brought it up. Twice. <laughs> and so on that note, we're going to uh, pack it up for this week. It's for all of us here. <laughs> <laughs> Try again. Okay.
That's all the time we have for this week here on Bride of the Creature Podcast, the number one podcast in the universe. Be sure to listen to it. <laughs> Can you just wrap it up, please? Until me. next time, I am the creature, Joey G. And I'm the bride, Nicole. Y'all stay scary now. Kissy, kissy. That was painful. You're what was painful? This whole outro. I, I'm not great at the outros. I'm good at the intro. How the I'm really good at the beginning. This woman. I don't like, like saying I don't like the Ever decide to wed this man?